Welcome to another episode of Talking With WIT, Kevin and Son. This show is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Um, our mission is very simple. Through the power of our stories, we showcase people you should know. We want to uplift you through the power of our voices, inspire you and share stories and experiences and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning and modeling. Our purpose is very simple, hope, helping other people every single day. Today, our guest is the owner and founder of Ancestry Land LLC. It is a real estate company primarily focused on buying land and selling vacant land. Our guest has also been a registered nurse for over 20 years. He's also a husband. Last time he was on here was a father one. I think he's now a father of two, and we'll learn if father of three is coming. He's a graduate of Wagner um, College, and today I'd like to welcome back author and entrepreneur, Mr. Philip Davis, and we're going to be talking about his book, his new book, Getting Dollars from Dirt. Philip, how are you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, much better after that illustrious introduction. Thank you for having well, you me. You know something? I, I, I will tell you from the first time that I, I met you. From the first time that we did an interview, you're a hard act to follow. One, you are as charismatic as Denzel Washington. You are as good, as good looking with Billy D. Williams without hair. And you are spot on as far as what you do as far as business and providing opportunity for, for those of us that don't see opportunity. Right. You are a disciple of God. And um, I, I like to welcome you, you back to the show. So... Um, First of all, before we, we go on, um, how how is everything? Great. Um, I'm actually was the father of two last time. I might have snuck a kid in there uh, in between. And then I my third child, my son, Percival, he just turned a year uh, last week. So I'm father of three now. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. I knew I had the numbers someplace down yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> we, we were supposed to do this, this um, interview early in the summer. And you somehow systematically figured out a way to, to put it on pause. So I've been waiting a long time. Uh, what what happened to you? Uh, I ended up having an Achilles injury. Um, uh, you know, I was out there trying my best to imitate Kobe and Michael. And uh, the crossover didn't work too well. And uh, next thing I know, snap, crackle, and pop. And now I couldn't. My jump shot wasn't working anymore. So uh, it's been a, a quick recovery, actually. It, 10 weeks since surgery and I'm up and walking with a regular shoe now. All right. Well, glad to have you back. And we'll, we'll talk about, you know, um, how the uh, injury did not stop you from um, writing the book. And um, right. we finally are very happy to have you on the show. Um, let's give a quick update. Tell us about your LLC. What's, what is this? Yep. So ancestry lands um, was a, a thought in my head that I didn't know was there, um, a seed in the ground that you don't know what uh, fruit it will bring. And the reason why I started Ancestry Lands was pretty much the same way the book uh, was incepted. It's the opportunity to create a legacy through ownership, something that you can pass down. If you look through history, um, throughout many cultures, even today, we are now the current culture of people who will lose ownership, legacy building, if we do not take an opportunity um, to have an advantage of that. I started buying a property using a lot of my um, nursing skills, you know, understanding numbers and things like that. And I wanted to offer them to people with no interest and no credit, um, you know, bypassing banks, because 
land ownership is not just about owning for something to build. You can also build sustainable communities or, um, you know, self-sufficiency through growing crops, animals, and give, you know, help out the working man and woman. And that's the inception of, you know, what Ancestry Lands was supposed to be. And I didn't know it was going to turn into, you know, the YouTube channel and the book, but the universe, like I said before, it brings you um, what you can handle and nothing more, you know, even though you sometimes think the weight is too heavy, but it was something that it became a cause that I'm a champion. I'm a champion um, of the regular people who need an opportunity are not, you know, filtered or, or have a gatekeeper through banks and interest rates. You know, people need a, need a chance uh, not to qualify, but they need an opportunity to own and own land. Uh, real estate's made millionaires and it's been something that was always taken away from people to have power over people. And I want to give that back to them. Well, I'm glad you, you're doing that. And you're actually trying to steal my thunder because that's the reason why I started my show, you know, because I wanted to showcase people like you and people that we should know. Um, I want to simplify what, what you're doing because you said bypass banks. Yes. Um, that's going to be the curiosity of a lot of people because, you know, even though, quote unquote, there's no such thing as redlining. Right. There is a system in place that prevents people of melanated skin tone, mm -hmm. um, the opportunity to own not only land, but property. Our interest rates are, are a lot higher than the average person. Um, we have to go through um, uh, circus acts in order to, to be seen, um, qualify, no matter what our credit rating, ratings um, are. And we seem to be penalized for wanting to have more in our life when we go through the system. You have created a system that basically provides an opportunity for people. Um, before we get into your book, explain exactly how, with your system, someone like me, you know, I'm not very, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not very smart. I'm gifted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture. How do I do this? Just tell me how how someone that has um, self-motivation that wants more, that wants to provide a legacy, that wants to get into the real estate market, how do they bypass the banking system working through you? Well, one of the main things is that um, the the purchase of the property, you know, the transfer of ownership, that's what Ancestry Lands is about, and generational ownership and legacy building. Um, my first principle was that I, I wouldn't sell anyone something that I don't own myself, that I have not put my sweat equity into, um, not to shut, you know, to, to say anything bad about a particular market. But if you're incentivized in selling something that someone else's, then you're a person who's purchasing it they're they're being sold or you know and told what the value of something is um i own all of the properties that i have sold and are unsold um, because i wanted to show people that you know i invested in it first this is something that if anything happened to me today it would be my wife and my children's it would be their legacy to inherit and build a business off of or to sell at a different time to leverage against a bank loan when you're not qualified because real estate is real estate and when I put the property under contract, I allow people to put a small down payment, about $1,000. And that's just to show me that they're serious about, um, you know, securing the property. And basically, they're paying monthly payments, uh, no interest and no credit checks. And they do that until they can pay the property off. So I do allow people sometimes to pay the property off at the cash price. So they have a certain window to be able to pay it off at the cash price instead of needing to front load that up at the initial time of the purchase. 
Um, and then afterwards, I deed the property over to them. I do that all in-house. Uh, my wife and I do all the signing. We have notary people. And we send over um, the property, you know, the ownership, the title of ownership, uh, a deed, if you will. And the person is a new owner. And that is the process that we've done now for five years with over 50 new owners, uh, property owners, people of all classes. Now, this is opportunity that you provide. Is it uh, nationwide or is it local? So we're I'm in Pennsylvania, but the properties that we have owned have been in the Southwest. Um, the reason why I concentrate in the Southwest is that a lot of people have the misunderstanding. They look at real estate from um, the, the, the common mindset. Like we were educated to be, you buy a house, the bank charges you hundreds of thousands of dollars. They don't even tell you about property taxes um, that the government now slaps on and the additional taxes. And then, you know, the, the government taxes, then your work taxes. So after we get through with taxes, 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 um, your ability to make a profit or have an investment that grows outside of the equity of a home um, is minimal, you know? So where I do is I concentrate where there's a mass migration. I always tell people, um, when you look at, you know, now crocodiles or alligator, or now crocodiles, they put themselves at where the migration happens the most, where the largest feeding happens and they've survived for, you know, they, they haven't evolved. They were perfect being, and they put themselves in where the migration of the wildebeest and other animals, um, that happens at the most. Well, you have a mass migration coming up from the South. And if you think like an investor, like many people who are wealthy, who own tons of property, they don't always live where their property is. They own properties throughout the United States. Some they rent, some they keep, some they just hold. And where I'm positioned at in Southern California, Arizona, Colorado, this massive migration are people coming in into the states, legally, I'm going to say, and they're settling in these areas and they want land. They desire land. Uh, they see the benefits of land. So if you're an investor looking at this, you're buying a property or, or, or vacant property that someone's going to want to live on eventually. And that drives the market or the value of the land up in an appreciating way. Um, the benefit is that your cost to run the land, once you pay for it, there's no maintenance, there's no toilets, no tenants. Um, your only tenants are the natural, you know, beings that God made. Uh, the yearly taxes are low and you're in an area where utilities like power and water are already there. There are already homes there. The area is developing and growing rapidly. So as people move out of L.A. and other areas, the people are going to settle into the outskirts. And that's where I, you know, kind of home myself into. But the Southwest is an area that you have the largest mass migration coming up through and people are settling there in the hundreds of thousands. So you can take advantage of that by owning land that is increasing in value. And over the years, I sold properties my first year at five thousand dollars a lot to ten thousand dollars to now up to twenty thousand dollars. And. I'm trying to keep it at an affordable rate so people can, you know, I'm, I'm always under market value. I'll say it that way. So if you're a person that is looking to say in that area and you want to have a place that's affordable, that you don't have to pay $700,000 for, for basically a shed, um, you know, and then you have to rehab it and you have to worry about areas that are good or bad. You now have an area that you can go to that you're paying less than that for a manufactured home to be built. Water's right in front. You can go solar. And you can have a home for less than $400,000, you know, at the end of the day, all in. And it's built to the way that you like it. It's a brand new home, manufactured home, you know, if someone were to do the building process. And they have an area where, you know, their values are going to go up in 20 years. So 
um, either the, the person who's looking for retirement, looking for an affordable option if you're a remote worker, or a person that is looking for it as an investment opportunity, it, it offers every little slice of the pie for anyone who wants to eat. Um, I just tell people all the time is that you can go buy someplace up in you know the woods in Pennsylvania, but that property value may stay the same over a slower growth over years because there's no growth in that area. But here, they're growing. The property values are growing uh, exponentially, and people demand and want that land. So as California starts to continuously grow, you're going to see more demand. You're going to see more people come in and settle, and then they're going to keep spreading outward where people are going to want um, property. And they're going to want developed areas before they want undeveloped areas. And that's what I concentrate on. Yeah, California is probably the, the highest ticket price on, on real estate and land there also. And um, I've had a couple of people on the show that are part of um, real estate groups or investment groups. Is this the opportunity you're providing? Is it more towards the individual or people that have already got a, a humongous uh, portfolio that they'll just come in and gobble it up? Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to say that every person that I've sold to um, probably about 95% has been a husband and wife um, to a, you know, 20 year old with a, their head on the right way, able with some vision. Um, but they're to the regular people. Um, they, they're, they're not businesses. Uh, they're not, you know, entities or, or things like that. I'm, I'm here for the common person. People are on my Facebook group. I'm friends with them. They see my children. You know, when we do things, I'm, I'm, I always say it. It's like Papa John's delivering your, your pizza to your door instead of the delivery guy. I'm for the common man and woman um, because I've been there too. I didn't know you could own land. I didn't know that, you know, when I go to banks now, because I've owned land, I can get approved for a higher mortgage than I would when I did not own land off my income alone. I don't have to work, like you said, tr work more hours and trade in my life in exchange for that, those hours work to have equity that I can leverage. I can take 10 properties and send those to a bank. The bank can take those and I can get a certain amount of dollars and approval of a loan that I don't have to go and work for, suck money out for, or qualify. And, um, you know, to, I have assets and that's the point. Um, the saddest thing I see in the world is that people buy one property and they stop. They're like, I'm good. You know, and I say that you should build up a nice portfolio because, say a property, you know, advances in $10,000, you know, one lot grows $10,000 in 10 years. Well, if you sell that property, you just made yourself 10,000 in extra profit and you still have four more to go. You know, why would you cut this? You do that one time. You don't have anything extra. Um, your child needs some money for college. Well, you know, you can leverage one or two properties out of the 10 you got for me, preferably. Um, and then you are now able to sell those off, you know, for a person like me, if I'm coming in and buying at that time, I'm going to pay you fair market price. And now you can leverage that, you know, um, a way to, for your child, for whatever comes up in life. It's not something where you're required to work. Um, and I'll give you just a short clip in the last three years. I've only, I've had an, uh, another ankle injury. My son was born and I had my Achilles injury while well, I've been probably worked about, um, 18 months out of the last three years. So that's half the time. And because I built up a nice sizable land, you know, bank, if you will, I'm now able to, you know, live off that money and support my family at the same time and be home and be present without trading, um, you know, dollars for hours, like you would say. Yeah. Hours for dollars. Hey, I, I, I will say this. 
believe it or not, listening to the way that you explained it, because mm -hmm. I talk about assets and liabilities, not only human assets and liabilities, but I'm talking about material assets and li liabilities. You know, I'll be the first person to say, those of you that are in the music industry, those of you that are in the entertainment industry, those of you that are in the sports industry, two worst investments, unless you buy collectibles, like an automobile and jewelry. The return on the, the return on both of those is basically, I don't even have to say it, but what I what I do want um, to to say, you describe the game of monopoly. Mm -hmm. Basically, acquiring, you know, is like when you own the land, no matter what you build on it, someone's always going to pay to, in order to have that. That becomes an asset. When you own a house and you live in it, it becomes a liability because you're just paying money to the bank that's overcharged you and so forth. But you you went a step further, and I still I still want you to to start looking for a piece of land on the East Coast because I like the Adirondacks, yeah. and I hope that you would find it. And before I ask the question, a segue into the book is how do you find the land? Uh, a lot of times I work direct with owners. Um, I can say a little bit of secret to my success is that I've managed to be um when you have good intentions i know people don't think there's a lot of good out there in the world but i believe that i've i've come across um people they see who i am and they know i, I i'm straightforward and i'm very honest i try to do things with goodness in my heart and that has allowed me to connect with um lawyers out in hawaii that represent many clients that you know my they my name gets passed through these circles where they have clients that want to sell land. Um, and again, it's the same story happens over, you know, great grandma passed, she left it to the grandson, grandson's like, I don't want the land, I just want money, because I need it for this, you know, that they need it for this, this and that. And they say, well, I have a guy who's a contact that you can go and he likes buying land in that area. Uh, sometimes they have land in other areas, and I'll buy that too. And the, the thing is, is that no matter what grandma, great grandma bought that property and it now has some value where this person, great grandson or granddaughter, they come to me and they sell me this property and they're getting the money that they need today to fix, you know, one person who was property taxes were due for a home they own in Hawaii. It was very expensive. And that five, $10,000 that I spent, you know, transferring to them, it was what they needed at that time. Um, the land could not give them that value from the land itself, but it got it from the sale of the land. So it was worth so much and it alleviated their situation. And all they did was inherit it. The legacy was there. Um, and it had passed through with three generations until it had got to it was a great grandmother. And that's the beauty of it. So a lot of times I get it directly through owners, people who've owned the land and I go through title um, escrow for people who might, you know, they're one and the same. And I make sure that the title is clean. So everything I sell, people are buying from me, I have tons of title paperwork. I want to make sure that they're getting a clean deed that I have worked out, you know, that, that all the issues or there are no issues when you buy a property from me. Uh, and that's just good business ethics for me. Well, I've got a ton of questions. I got one more question for you before we talk about the book. I'm going to ask you right after this question, because um, I know people are curious. They're yeah. sitting there with pad and paper. How do we get in touch <laughs> with you? But the question is, in today's current marketplace, yep. you know, being a seller, is a yep. good thing yep. being a recipient of having to sell your house and then buy a house not such a good thing is this a good time to buy land it's always a great time to buy land um I, i'll say that the reason being is that the the, the why is um different 
Um, one thing you have to understand is that development is always happening until the day that we have a population decrease or you don't have mass migration. The areas are always building up. There are people who want to move out of major cities, um, which I'm always in a um, orbit of, and they want different areas um, where they can go and build up luxury apartments or businesses start to develop um, brick and mortar companies in California city, where a lot of the property is, um, you know, and you can look it up and Google it. Mike Tyson has bought 40 acres to do glamping. Um, there's resorts, there's, you know, th there's so much business that is being developed and grown outward. Um, I've even had solar companies contact me about, Hey, we want to lease your land. They'll do hundred year land leases. Now that I won't live. <laughs> I hope biblically, I hope to be living that long, but a hundred years from now at 42, that means that my grandchildren will be able to receive money from that. And again, with technology comes an opportunity for you to own land in any different way. Um, if you're looking to build right now where things are a little bit more expensive, I would probably suggest to wait, but why not ride the, the wave of appreciating asset and land? Um, the, you know, homes depreciate based on demand, but land appreciates because the other buildings around it are growing and they're, they're, you know, people are growing or building up buildings that increases the value of your land. You need more activity around there, which is why I choose um, small cities. That's the, you know, that's the, the kind of, um, I would say that's the secret to the sauce. Any other so one is, is like any other thing that you have, like growing any, any kind of plant, you have to nurture it. So I've really concentrated on building up people, the demand in that city. And that's helped spark a lot of development. I would say, you know, I, I, I think in that five years, I've helped contribute to the growth of California city. So, so right now land is like investing in potential. Uh, a lot of wealthy people right now, when they pull, a lot of people don't know that, um, two places that wealthy people pull their money out of when there is a incoming recession, depression, or anything else, they will pull it out of the markets and put it into art or land, real estate, um, because they understand that there are ways like 1035 or um, exchange that you can sell something, buy something else, and you don't pay taxes on it. Um, I, I just became certified in a state for insurance. Uh, life insurance and, and other things like that. So I can te teach wealth strategies later, but a lot of times, um, you know, wealthy people invest their money into real estate, agricultural. You've seen Bill Gates doing it. You see Mitt Romney talking about it. These people bought massive amounts of land because they can either do agriculture, they can make money, they can write it off in a certain way. So land has always had a value since ancient time. Romans have, Romans have always valued lands. Africans, when you you get married, you get some land and some goats, and there's no culture here. We're taught the house is the thing, but you're paying 15 years with all interest to the bank before you start actually paying off the house. So we've been kind of, you know, kind of, you know, kind of groomed a certain way to not understand that land was something that was always of value. They took that from people in the south. You know, they they took land from people, pushed them into this major city, said, "Work here's an income." And we're going to take that land back. And what did they do? They created farms and other industries now that, you know, they went back to charge and tax people again. So without getting too philosophical, um, land has always had a value. And if anything, land's led me to be an author. How, how cool is All that? Right. You know? and, and that's a nice segue before before we start <laughs> talking about your books, getting um, dollars from dirt. How do people get in touch with you, Mr. Davis, my friend, yeah. Philip? And yeah. by, the, by the way, I'm going to tell you, I have yeah. a lot of people named Philip. You're the only one that knows how to spell your name with two L's. <laughs> I am one. 
And um, <laughs> that's the reason why you're prospering. You know how to spell your name. I got it. Well, I'm, uh, there are three of us now, so I had to thank my dad for that. He led the he led the way. But um, you do know your first name is Philip, also. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I remember that the first day I met you. I was like, that he made sure to tell me that, and I will remember it. <laughs> yeah, and I said the same thing. You know how to spell. <laughs> yep. Um, so you can find me again, ancestrylands.com. Um, I'm on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest. Where at where am I not? Um, Odyssey, I, I'm everywhere. Rumble. Um, you know, it's not just about land. I do have other guests um on too to talk about, you know, everything under the sun. Um, but a lot of it is towards mindset. Um, land ownership and everything that centers around that, including, you know, agricultural tips. Um, but Ancestry Lands on YouTube, on Facebook too as well. Instagram, we got everything. Um, you know, we showcase our land, we show properties. I try to do a good job of content with it. But uh, my website, ancestrylands.com, if you type Ancestry Lands in, you'll find me. <laughs> All right. And for those of you that do not like to read, I will tell you, this is a quick read. You can have this book done in less than 30 minutes if you yeah. just turn one page and read the next page and so forth. It just it answers a, a lot of the questions. The title of the book is Getting Dollars from Dirt. Now, the first thing I'm going to ask you, because it's the first thing that everyone always asks me when I uh, when I release a book, right. why? Why this book? That's a great question. Um, first, the, the, the title was, again, I, I try to, you know, you have so less of people who are um, social media influencers that they don't walk and talk um, at the same time. They tend to just talk. This is what I've done. Um, I was a nurse. I bought one property, you know, now up to 100, and I've gotten dollars from selling dirt. And my goal in this book was to try to give people the least amount of fluff to be able to know, hey, it applies if I own a home and I want to pull a pole in my house. It's just meat and potatoes of what you need to understand about any real estate that you're dealing with from the corporate building down to, you know, a, a, a nursery in the back of your home. All right. So um, it's a guide, step-by-step yeah. -step guide. And I will say it's, it's written in simple words that I can un understand. <laughs> you know, I suffer from ADHD and traumatic um, brain injury and I got it. There's, there was only two words I couldn't pronounce and couldn't remember, so I'm not going to try, try. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know it. Um, but it, it, it's a great book. So um, how does the everyday person use this book? Yeah. Um, it, I would always say start on your why. Uh, if you're looking at a home, it will. if you're looking at a home where you have some acreage or you want to put a pool in, there are you know, you always have to go to a contractor. And I always say that when you have to go to someone else, you have to pay the price for their expertise. This guide book is allowing you to have some level of expertise where you can bypass, say, a contractor, go to the county, look up the zoning and find out what you are or are not allowed to do in any county. Um, it is the, every county is very different on the specifics of what things are allowed. But this at least gets you in there to ask questions to make an informed decision and be able to have some control over when you're paying for things like adding an addition to your home, buying vacant land, putting a pool in the house or, you know, in your yard or doing anything that, you know, you would need a county to kind of get a permit for. And that's what it's meant for is to empower the people with knowledge. And it's written in a way so my kids have read it. 
um, my my surgeon who fixed my Achilles, he's read it. And they love how simple it is to give them working knowledge, to be able to say, hey, zoning. And now the contract is going, oh, this guy knows his stuff now. What do let me, you know, maybe I can't charge him that extra 500 just for labor now. And in some cases, if you are kind of handy, it allows you to kind of go in and do DIY it um, for a lot of things because you now can work with your county and talk with them instead of being so um, you know, paralyzed with with not knowing, no knowledge. And I wanted it to be that way. And also I wanted it to be a guiding light for people who think that you you have to be some, I started off as a nurse, a nurse who didn't pass his test, nursing test four times until I passed. And now I'm a published author. I did not want to leave things on the table for my kids to say, well, I'll let my kids do it. They are now seeing the legacy of what I'm doing being built right in front of them. And it's something I can leave behind. Now, in my community, there's two lots mm -hmm. that for the last 26 years that I've been in this area in Pennsylvania, that they've been empty. There's been a big sign on it that says lot for sale. There's been growth around it. I know that I've always said I look at the surrounding areas to see what's happening. If there's a McDonald's or a big box store um, that is in the area and that lands um, available, that tells me that sooner or later, the right person, the right time, that's a good good investment. And is that the right thinking? Yes, I do. Um, it's not so much always that, you know, it's, it's, it's not selling. Land does take longer to sell because people, you know, it's not something that we we look at, like I said, we've been told that homes are, you know, what you should buy. So everyone's great at signing up for thousands, hundreds of thousand dollars of interest and debt, but looking at a lot, you've got to kind of take it, you know, for what you can do with it. What are the zonings behind it? And that's what the book opens up. When you go in, you use the book and you go down and ask these questions and you make an informed decision. But I do like land where there is growth. Sometimes the land isn't selling because people just want top dollar for it. You know, they're not they're not willing to sell it for a certain price. And that's probably because they pay they they overpay for the land itself. So, you know, that's what the book is helping to guide you in. Um, and I'll have another version coming out that will deal in like, you know, how to know what the right price is later. Um, but for right, right now, yeah. I wanted people to understand, you know, is there water in front? Um, is there a power pole here? And now you start to look at, you know, does is something wrong with the soil? What kind of soil is there? Because if I'm going to build, I need to make sure that this isn't, you know, I'm not going to have to do any reinforced basement because I don't want it to leak. You start having these conversations and you know, that might not be the right deal for me. Well, and I, I, and I understand that people don't think about that because mm -hmm. when, when you buy a piece of land right. and there's no water, there's no um, plumbing, that's available if there's no electricity that means you've got to pay to bring that in and most people don't know that so if you already have that set set in place um from what i, I remember from the book there are four basic options that's listed in your book one you talk about commercial residential uh industrial and agricultural yes sir which is the best investment uh i would say residential um, in the sense of for the everyday person. Now, if you are a young person and one day you're going to be a Warren Buffett or some commercial builder, um, then commercial would be your your choice. But for the vast majority of us, residential is going to be your best um, play because you, you see apartments coming up all over the place. Builders, what you want to do is get the residential before the builders come, if you will. And that's right. that's the best one 
um, you know, from there. But commercial too, you you drive down a highway and you're like, man, they putting a McDonald's, they're putting a building up here. The book gives you how to look for that too, um, because that's that's what's happening. This is happening all around us. Or if you see a development coming up, you might want to, you know, if I saw a McDonald's coming up, I'd be looking at land next to it to see what's residential to buy right there. Because then I'm going to go and look to a developer, a builder and say, hey, you want to buy this plot over here? And that's how you see developments pop up. You know, they're old farmland. It gets rezoned. And I talk about that, too, as well. But I think residential has been my bread and butter. Um, but commercial, the reason why commercial is not that, that that too great is because commercial is location specific. you got to buy in an area where, you know, you know, you got that last little bit of area where the kind of they really want that like you know any land next to outskirts of a casino the casino is going to want to get built up and they're going to want to come and buy that land hold out and, and you can make some money um but you know i'm I'm just saying commercial is a little bit tougher and commercial has been a big spend but you got to have a large amount of money you got to come in um you, some of the things like no credit you you those things come back into play when you're looking at commercial um, well, and, and that's the reason why I, I brought up the fact that yeah. looking at established brands, mm -hmm. they they spend a lot of money doing demographic studies. They, they want to know how how the population is growing in, in that area, what other businesses. And I've never seen a McDonald's or a Wendy's um, go out of, or a Burger King go out of business. I've seen Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell relocate and right. come into something else. But I've never seen a McDonald's or so forth, and I, I figured they do a great, great job. The other thing is, I I've, there are areas that I see now. There is a um, uh, a desert with grocery stores in some communities, what whatever. When I'm looking at uh, a vacant lot, if I find a vacant lot and I have no idea how to do this, can I come to you and say, Mister Davis? Can you hook me up and let me buy this? Go through the hard part first and let me buy it through because I have no idea. Or can I get your advice and saying, great investment opportunity? You know, what can I do? Yeah. Are you talking about you as a you yourself or <laughs> I, I, I'm talking uh, hypothetically? I told yeah. you I I want to live in the woods where I've yeah. got a stream where I can go fishing and I can get up every single day, sit on the dock in my underwear. I don't yeah. want neighbors. But I want to view this 380 degrees that I can I can live for and die for. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. build it, build a house that has an open uh, window to my, my my bathroom. I don't want neighbors. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I, I will let everyone know um, my door is always open, but my time is not free. Um, I do consult people um, for land, depending on how, you know, so people can engage me. Um, I'm not very costly. But I do do thorough research um, and I can get you answers that you do want to know. And I can give you what I would define as my expert opinion about things. Um, and then you can go from there. So I have done it for other land investors because they do like my level of due diligence. I do make calls. I do find out information is very useful. Um, but I do charge for that because I have three kids and I, I do value my time and I have a business to run too as well. Um, well but I do. I, I, I My goal is to not only... Um, empower people, bring knowledge, but it's also to build people to become, you know, masters of their own universe. And I think everyone, what I've done is 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 nothing extraordinary. Um, it's consistency, hard work, and taking the time to educate myself. 
Well, you, you, you're doing some of the type of, of work that when I say wealthy people, and I've been at many social gatherings with wealthy people, where our people, when we go to social gatherings, we talk about the things we bought because we're great consumers. Right. We talk about having a good time. Um, wealthy people, from what I understand, when they get together, they share conversations all about wealth, how to acquire more wealth. Right. And that's something that needs to change within our community. Mm-hmm. So. I need to understand and, and correct me when you say that you need to be compensated for your time. And mm-hmm. I think access to um, content is the conversation we're having right now. Access okay. to the content is what you make an investment. And I would say invest in yourself first. So basically what I would be coming to you for, and I don't know if there are listeners, I would be. Un- I need to understand the rules and regulations of, of the game. What level am, am I at? what I'm, I'm dealing with within um, the county or the area. Sure. Um, I know nothing about acquiring um, permits right. and the reg- regulations. I've had known people that have mm-hmm. bought property because they had a great view. And when they came back to build on it, they realized that they couldn't do anything on it. They own land that had no value. Mm-hmm. And I personally would like to say, make sure that I'm never in that situation. Are those conversations are part of that consulting? that you fee that you, you charge? Yes. I mean, I, it's an A to Z consulting. Um, I, I will tell people before you come to me, um, not that I'm trying to get a sell out of you, but when you read the book, the book gives you, I don't have to take you back to kindergarten and bring you up to college. That will get you at least to elementary school to high school. So now we can have a conversation where I can fill in the gaps. I'm not, I, I don't want to be a person that I'm now your contractor and now we're doing that where you're paying me for that. I want to be able to have a fluid conversation where people are brought up to speed. So when I say things like, you know, it has commercial or a mixed use, you kind of know what those terms are. And the book is meant at giving you a basic education to understand what we're we're talking about. Um, so when I go back and do these fact finding, I don't have to do a lot of explaining on basic terms, like, you know, this is a residential property and people go, huh? You know, so I, I, I want to engage people who have at least taken the time to educate themselves. So I know that they put some skin in the game and some onus. So when they're coming to me, they really want me to solve um, something or give them good counsel. Um, and that's what, you know, I have to get on the phone, call counties. I have to call, you know, find out what's, what's this, this and that. So I'm not just charging for charging. I'm giving you a full-on report so you can make an informed decision. And it does take some, a lot of work that people don't want to do. That's why you pay developers hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it. So I'm just not, the, the home is never as expensive as the price you're paying because the developer has that down. They're just charging you like a mechanic for the labor. And that's what you're paying for. You're paying for their knowledge, their expertise. So, you know, my time is very valuable. My kids are very valuable and I don't mind engaging people, but there is, there is a price for it. Um, You know, and it's, it's not something people can't afford. Well, I definitely, I'm going to make an investment, but I need you to find something (laughs) that kind of fits in the the, the frame. Cause I want to be able to work from home, Yeah, you know, go go do my public speaking, right? do do my books signing, go back to the woods, Mm -hmm. Go out walking with my dog, mm-hmm. you know, do those little things. Um, you know, people are, are going to ask this question because I, I spent the last since I've, we've known each other. I've I've still been looking for, you know, my my next home. Right. And I, I've went through five times of um, going through this and 
all all this stuff made sense to me. I wish I hadn't had this book when I first started looking because I went through the process of one being unofficially redlined, right. buying in uh, a neighborhood that a community will welcome my my money deposit into their economy, but they did not want me living there. And so there's two banks there, and I will say in Lake Placid, that for systematically figured out a way not to have me buy a home there, mm. you know. And I would say that you know this, I'm going to figure out some way to sucker punch them and get get land there and show up there and go say hey, I got it. You may be that source, but there are a couple of things people need to look for. All right, and these are from my notes: access, mm -hmm. location, and then size. Yep. Explain to me why those are important. Let's explain to our guests why it's important. I know the answer. Got it. Um, well, let's use your example of living out in the woods with with, with no one. Um, I'd imagine that any place that has woods snows, um, like I put in the book, um, roads that become snowy. If you've ever seen any movie where someone gets stuck in the house, The Shining, um, how hard is it to get to that area? Um, I had a Achilles tear on a basketball court right around the corner, and ambulance was able to get there very quickly and get me to the hospital in no amount of time. So you have to really think about access can you get to the property um that is a you, you know not just for you just for anyone else can your family get there and how tough is it to get to that property um roads have to be maintained it, a dirt road today you know that doesn't necessarily mean it's county maintained so that's something that you have to verify um location um that's one the reason why i say location is that how far are you going to be away from grocery store um, you know, you, how far are you going to be away from hospital services? If you have, like me, I have an inhaler. My children, you know, we have to get them to the hospital. That's going to matter, um, especially if you are in your later years retiring. You're out walking with your dog. Um, you get bit by, you know, I don't know, a, a snake or, you know, you get it. How are you going to be able to get to, you know, services and amenities? Um, and then the other one is, you know, I, I look at is is utilities is kind of a big thing because, like you said before, people don't understand the further you are away, the lack of humans that are around you, unless you can do rain collecting and, you know, you're going to do solar, you're going to find some way, maybe an oil lamp. You, you, you may, if you need internet, that, that might be a problem. You know, the towers yeah. are too far. Um, so those are kind of things that you have to consider when you're looking at a property. It could be on the side of a mountain, but do you have the resources to put all of those things in play to make sure that, you know, you, your dream is what you want it to be. All right. I, I am, I'm hoping I asked for, for our listeners some of the right questions. I did read your book three times. All right. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm smarter to, to, today than I was yesterday. There were some things that I, I learned. Um, Phil, Mr. Davis, I, I love you. You always have a wealth of knowledge. Um, for those people that are listening that will be calling you asking you for advice and direction. I will say the man values his time. Don't waste his time. If you're not in a position that you're ready, don't make that phone call. I, I, I will tell you the same way reaching out to me. If you're not ready and willing and able, don't make the phone call. Make the best use of the time because it's a dime that's going to cost you a dollar. Right. Um, and so it, every time is an investment. It's a commodity that no one wants to uh, waste. Yep. You are listed on, in my my circle as one of a what I call a super achiever, and the fact that you you're doing business with purpose means that you know you've been blessed to serve. 
And this happens to be your your way of giving back. Anything I missed and what we should be sharing? In? No, I, I will say that um, my book is available on Amazon. Um, it's, again, it's Getting Dollars from Dirt, A Beginner's Guide to Land Vacant Land Investing. Um, it is only, and like you said, even, even what my consult is, you could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a mistake if you look at what it would cost you to build and you can't build in that situation, like you said, your friends. So again, I'm going to save you potentially all of that that headache, that money loss and investment. I want to put you in a place where, you know, if you're saying, hey, I want to hire you to find me that lot, um, can you acquire it and get it there? I I, I will take on that role um, to do it. There's some paperwork involved, but yeah, I will go in and go find you that lot, but it's going to be for a fee um, because I'm, I'm going to have to take a lot of time to do that. But I think you covered the most of it and I'm not here to charge people. It's just the, the time that I have to take away from my 12, my, you know, year old son and my daughter and that, that time that I, I have to take away from them. So it's not, you're not, you're not paying, you're not paying me you know, because I'm doing something, you're paying me because I'm prioritizing you over my family. And that's, I don't want to make it sound that, that crass, but you know, that's no, essentially Philip, what I'm going to sound crass for, for you because <laughs> you, you've gone through a lot in order to, to have this privilege. And I'm going to tell everyone it's an investment. Yeah. So they need to pay you for your, your, your time. And it's okay for you to be rewarded for your, your efforts. Yeah. That's why we go in business. We don't go into business in order to, you know, to fly the friendly skies for free, those planes crash. Yeah. All right. This cool. this one is you're going to be building a plane while, while flying. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You're going to turn one piece of property into a, a second piece of property. You're going to have someone build on another piece of property, and then you'll find out what uh, an asset really is. When every single month someone has a home and they got to pay you, not only do, do they pay for your your bills, they they also pay you for the privilege of having their house built on your land, and so. If they've got a 30-year mortgage, guess how long they're going to be paying you? Right. Yep, and you got to look at that. So that's something you can always count count on. Mm -hmm. um, what is your number one habit? What's your daily routine that gets you going? Because every every successful person mm -hmm. that I know right. ha has a daily routine. They also have a daily quote, something that gets them going. What is? Give me an idea of you being a super achiever. What are your daily habits? So, I mean, first, when I wake up, you know, it's it's to family. Um, Monday through Friday, I wake up, get my kids ready for school, help my wife out. Um, you know, it's it's one gets out at eight. You got to get on the bus at eight, nine, and then there's the baby. Um, from there, I center in on work after I've made sure the family's um, taken care of. And my, my, light, my guiding light, my North Star is that it's not what I own. It's what I leave behind. And what I'm leaving behind is my body of work, the book, the land, um, the, the YouTube channel. It's something that my children and others like me can see that they're inspired. Um, nurses, my whole journey is a body of work that, yeah, you can. Um, I'm self-driven, so I don't kind of live by a lot of mantras because whatever I've embodied becomes second nature to me. Um, I do have a list. I have a team that works. There are responsibilities that we have to do. And we put systems in place that these are the things that are their daily tasks. These are the things that I'm responsible for. And then what comes next? So those three pillars are by how this business operates. And then I also have to take a fourth pillar, which is what am I going to do in the future? Um, so I'm a, just naturally 
I'm building a business to leave a business, to have it as a legacy. So my children, they have the benefit of what I what I've had with them is a father who's home with them. Um, when I read your book, um, it, it, trading dollars for trading hours for dollars, that just hit me like a lightning bolt. And I've gone on my son's field trips. I'm home with my children. They have a father. Not only they have a father, they have a father in the home. My wife gets help. You know, I was like, hey, just ask me to do it and I'll stop working. And my my the baby grows up wrestling dad every day. Those moments you can't get back later on. You can make all the money in the world and you look at all these Instagram things about billionaires. They would trade it all to have those moments back with their children. And I'm getting to have it. I want to set a business up that my children can have the freedom to, I choose to go to college, not I have to. I have a business, but if I get injured like I did, I have my business to rely on to support my family, not a boss. And the people who work for me, they have the surety of knowing that, hey, um, they're always getting paid because we're selling property and we have something of value. So that's, you know, I, I always say, find your find your North Star and stay there um, and, and keep that going. But Instead of having the mantra outward where you got to go read it, you become it. It becomes second nature. My father used to always say that. Make it become part of you into your being. So it, I've been injured. I'm still working on a computer. I've had hernia surgery, still working. My wife said, why are you working? I've got to get this done. It just becomes second nature like you're eating or breathing. And that's what it is. It's not work for me anymore. It's to me building something for the future for generations I will not see beyond myself. And they always can look back that was granddad. That was great grandfather, you know, and that's him there doing that. Here's his book, second book. Look at the amount of people he's helped, testimonies. Look at the interview he's done with, um, talking with Kevin and son. You know, look at what he's, the people he's around and the the circles that he's entered to because of this thing called land. That was a great segue to, <laughs> I won't say the en end of this story, but yet this is another chapter beginning of the stories to come, because I know this is not the, the last, but I will ask you, and I've asked you this before, and I the reason why I asked you this, because when I set up um, this podcast and, and RMK Productions, one of the things I wanted to do and what I was fixed on is helping other people every day, so service. I've been thinking about this since I was in the third grade, and I've been consistent. And anything in business and anyone that's been successful, they will say the key is being consistent. The other is aligning your why with your purpose. And at different stages in your life, your why gets confused with, the, with your timeline. Your purpose does not have clarity until you find a reason. And believe it or not, once you have children and you start looking at your todays and tomorrows, your why starts to line up with your purpose. And your purpose happens to surround you with people that support your purpose. You're, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I can't wait to see what you do next, but I will have to ask you this question. All right, the, the type of people that follow RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network and my shows, you know, talking with Kevin and Son, we showcase the people you should know. They are not the kind of people that walk by or drive by in an accident. They stop and help. So my family and my friends, it's just like you, part of that, you have a higher call to action. If I call and ask for help, you don't ask me why. You just said I'll do it. And, you you know, our, our rule is just don't put me in a situation. It hurts. Right. Um, you had a book and I'm going, yeah, let's promote it. You know, when I first met you, I probably had 68 um, 
subscribers. Now I'm reaching 4,000, but I have 10,000 people that watch, right. that watch. So it means the 4,000 people have a higher call to action. I've had four people since we've been doing this that someone has granted them the answer to this question I'm about to ask you. And there's many of us that go through our whole lifetime and never have one wish or dream come true. And I've had four just from this show alone. So if I were to ask you, if you had one ask, ASK, to be one dream to come true, I don't care if it's for you or someone else. And I will say, I want you to think about this, ask big, because... God says, if you don't ask, you will not receive. All right. Sure. So if you have to explain it, your ask is not asking big enough. <laughs> so what would that ask be, sir? I, I always it's I already know what the answer is, is that um, I leave nothing behind, nothing left behind for myself. Um, and that to be I don't want people to misinterpret that, but I, I don't want to leave anything left on the table in my life. And, and that's my only. Anytime I fly, anytime I do anything, I just say, I, I want to make sure that I've got nothing left behind, that I've done it all that I needed to do. So when when it when it, when the clock strikes and that's it, it's time and done, that you did everything that you could have done and you leave nothing behind. And to my listeners, if you want a, a short explanation of what Mr. Davis just says, he is a person that's not looking at his glass half empty. He's looking at the glass with his cup running over. That's what a real man says. Um, again, I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone that's ever tuned in to listen to any of the podcasts that I've created. Hopefully, we've entertained you. Hopefully, we've um, each episode has touched you in a way that made a difference, that you not only changed the view from the seat that you have, but changed the way that you react to humanity itself. Um, if you like what you've heard, this is a shameless plug. Go to RMK Productions and the and network on our YouTube page. And if you, you're a person that has a higher call to action, want to get involved and maybe change someone's life, I ask that you subscribe and follow and share. If you liked the show, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I love people that are fans and I appreciate your support. Continue to listen to us. Remember every podcast you know, if you stay on longer than three and a half minutes, that's a win for us. That means that we provided you with some source of entertainment, some knowledge that was worth your, worth your time. And we want to thank you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, and Philip, you're, you're always welcome back. You, you, you have my direct number. But for those of my listeners, if you have someone in your life that is doing something great for your community and giving back, we want to know that person. That's the reason why, you know, we featured, you know, people you should know. Um, Philip, last thing. Is there anything you want our, our, our listeners to take away from this? Yeah, I do. Um, last thing, like when you said about McDonald's or KFC going out, the store might change, but the land doesn't. As long as you own the land, buildings can change all the time. But McDonald's probably still owns that land that changed into something else. KFC might be there, but McDonald's may own the land. Keep that in mind. And, and that's Philip Davis getting dollars from dirt. Yes. And thank you, everyone. My grandfather always said, when you get to a point in life that you can help someone else, like Philip said, um, it is your duty to do so. My grandfather said, reach one, teach one. And with that said, again, I'll thank you, Mr. Davis. You're welcome back. I thank my listeners. I thank my future guests. 
I thank the people that have been on here already. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. I am humble. And with that said, reach one, teach one, find 1,000 reasons to be kind to someone else. And with that said, we'll fade to black and we're out.